Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, I'm really glad to hear you're uh, feeling good as hell, Lizzo, because I don't know that I am. Oh, God, no. I went out last night on the school night. Honey, it's the worst. I, I don't do it often. But the other day, we ran into a good friend of ours, you know, Mike. Love and he says, you coming to my birthday party this year? And I said, of course, we wouldn't miss it for the world. When is it? It's Sunday. I was like, okay, sure. What is it? He's like, it's a pool party. Fantastic. Perfect. I love a good day party. Friday rolls around after work, and I find out that he lost his venue. So they're stressing. Saturday, I get a text. The party's been moved. It's now Sunday night. I, I broke inside a little bit and realized... I can't skip it because he told me I've skipped the last four in a row. Yep. Nope. You got to go. Had to go. So I was there last night uh, celebrating the birthday party a little later than I should have been. I hear that. And then I went to bed and now I'm now I'm here physically. And we're happy that you're here. <laughs> I will say that I am on day five oh God. of this cleanse. Not still? First of all, I'm breaking out in hives. Look at me. I'm stressed out from the, the cleanse. Also, I did a girl event yesterday that I sang at. It was I, a really I, good girl event. I, just for our listeners, I want them to understand. You say, look at me. I'm breaking out hives. You pull your shirt down and show the top of your like chest area. That's what, you just, that's what you just did. That's what you just did. Well, I wanted you to see what's happening. It's bad. <laughs> look at it. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, is it sunburn or is it hives? Nobody knows. I, I, I think probably somebody knows. It's probably called a doctor. You maybe should, maybe should check with yours. Well, I want to show you the constraint that I had. They had... I think restraint is the word you're probably looking say? for. Constraint. Okay. I think you're looking for the word restraint, restraint. but it's go ahead and tell hard the story. For me to think. My brain sure. isn't working that good right now. <laughs> I avoided the best smelling taco truck. Oh, wow. For six hours. If I can make it past a taco truck on a cleanse, I can do anything. Well, I'll tell you this including breakout knives. Speaking of trucks, uh, they had a food truck last night. Open bar and a food truck Stop. outside. What kind of food? Smash burgers and fries. With was it everything? Garlic aioli. So good. It was so good. So good. Let me tell you about food trucks. Incredible. Mm. Best thing that's ever happened to us as a country. Yes. We talk about Biden all day. We talk about Trump. Food trucks do not get enough love. Biden could have a very big week, by the way. Tell I'm me sure about we're going to be talking about it in red, white, and Q. He could. He's on the verge of a couple of really, really big victories. Hopefully. Hopefully, uh, Nancy Pelosi's apparent trip to Taiwan doesn't derail at all. It could be a wild week in politics, people. So just 
stay buckled up. Also, forest fires in, in California, floods in eastern Tennessee or Kentucky. Uh, Even in Vegas? Did yeah, you see what was happening? Vegas, I saw, was flooding. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep you informed. I think we should probably get right to it, though. It's time for some news on the beat. Well, you got it, babe. Jake Oaks is running for <clears throat> county clerk uh, in Utah County, and he's promising to deny same-sex couples marriage license if he gets elected. The area is Utah's second most populous county, encompassing Provo. It is south of Salt Lake City. Oaks, who is running with the Independent American Party against Republican Aaron Davidson in November, there is no Democrat in the race, says that his understanding of constitutional law would prohibit him from respecting equal rights for same-sex couples. Utah County said that it issues about 50 marriage licenses a month to same-sex couples. Many of them don't live in that county but still enjoy using Using it as an online system. Who, who runs on that platform now? Like it's 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 wild because you think those days are gone, but I'm run, I, if, if elected, I will not allow same-sex marriage. Like that's that's yeah. That's Don't what worry, you want guys. Elect you to do? Yeah, I'll Got get it. this under control. Sure, awesome. Thank you. Uh, another news: Oklahoma public schools have started requiring students from kindergarten to college to complete biological sex affidavits if they want to compete in school sports. In accordance with the state law that took effect earlier this year, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signed a bill in March that bans transgender student athletes in public elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, and colleges from competing on the sports teams of their gender identity as opposed to their sex assigned at birth. The document, which is part of Woodall Public Schools 2022-2023 athletic policy, requires a parent or guardian to attest to their child's sex assigned at birth and requires that it be notarized. That's so disgusting. What does oh that like God. what does that even mean? Like do they not understand that oh, I know. The sex you were assigned by somebody else at birth, oftentimes a doctor who just made the decision based on what they thought might be best for you, doesn't necessarily dictate who you are. And also people change and should have the right to change. That's just the point. Like it doesn't harm anybody by somebody being themselves. Just relax. Yeah. All right, let's get into weather. 82 in L.A., 80 in New York, a high of 96 in Vegas, 102 in Palm Springs, 92 in Houston, 88 in Miami, a high of 81 in Buffalo, 103 in Cathedral City, 101 in Dallas, and 85 in Boston. Now give us a vibe of the day. Speaking of change, uh, one of the happiest moments in life is when you find the courage to let go of what you cannot change. Mm, Love that. Doing that from time to time. Yeah. All right. Coming up, gay men list their biggest fears, and we're suddenly in a cold sweat. Find out what they're revealing coming up in seven minutes. Channel Q. Let's talk about biggest fear, shall we? It's just Monday morning, six twenty-three here on the West Coast, and the first day of August. So I think we should confront our fears head on, shall we? Absolutely. What do you think? The What do you think the biggest fear of gay men might be? Not feeling good enough in their body to go to Fire Island. Okay, close. Pool parties. I hate going to pool parties because everybody's like ripped. Uh, This one got a a very, very strong response as uh, gay men are revealing online what their biggest fear is. Being one of those 60-year-olds on Grindr still looking for a quickie, somebody wrote. Somebody else wrote, guys are guys at any age. Horny is horny. Do you think a guy at 60 stops having sex? No. In fact, he's more experienced and knowledgeable and can likely outlast you and me. I think 
that a lot of what our fears are are in some way, shape, or form tied to our ability to be sexually interesting to other men. Well, you know what's funny? Lisa told me this the other day. <clears throat> so we've made this friend, um, and Lisa and him walk our dogs together. He's our neighbor. He's adorable. He's so handsome. He's so sweet. Um, and Lisa loves him. But Lisa yesterday said he made this comment and it like kind of hurt my feelings. And I was like, what happened? And she said, well, he was telling me about this guy that he was dating and he liked him. But then he liked this other guy that he was dating, but that that guy was in terrible shape and he just didn't know if he could stay attracted to him. And Lisa goes, it made me feel so bad because I was like, that's such a like yeah, mean thing to say. Sure. And I didn't think he was like that. And I was like, Lisa, that is so much of gay male culture. And I, it's really like when women have body issues so do gay men it's it's really bad and lisa didn't really understand that but it really hurt lisa's feelings and it hurt mine too because you know uh she was saying that there's a tiktok trend too about like uh if you're not hot enough to go to fire island uh, as a gay man like all of these there's definitely different body shaming buckets of gays right and it's interesting because i do feel that in gay white spaces there is a uh, there especially the, like the west hollywood scene very different from silver lake or from the downtown scene oh, yeah. or the long beach scene but the west hollywood scene in particular is is a type of gay scene that i've been around a lot in my life it's not that different from the midwestern gay scene and and it's a lot of whiteness and a lot of gay men, and I think there's a lot of insecurity about how we look, what people think. Because that's of us. where the pressure's Do, placed. Yeah. Does it look like I have a lot of money? Does it look like I have six pack abs, even though I'm 55 years old and have a, you know a 40 hour job work week? I'm still somehow making time for abs. It's called testosterone replacement therapy, by the way. But 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 I think there is like this this thing because a lot of these on this list a lot of the things that people said uh dying alone dying alone and broke never finding love mm. um forgetting my memories I, I think that so many people are are afraid that someday they're not going to be enough and they're going to end up alone as queer people who oftentimes maybe uh, we don't think that marriage and a family are in the books for us right we're right. in the cards uh i think that the fear is we'll have nothing at the end, and the only way we know how to get it is through our bodies. Well, and it's different because um, heterosexual couples do have the privilege of being able, for the most part, not always, to have children. So if their partner leaves, they have children to take care of them yeah. when they get older. For a lot of homosexual couples, it's just not that easy. Did it takes a lot of money. Call us homosexual couples? Yeah. I love that. I did. But I, I hear you. Yeah, you know there, what I'm there's saying? There's a family unit that is built. Yeah. Like, even if, <clears throat> you know, my parents got divorced, even if my mom never found anybody, my brother would take care of, you know, she has grandkids. Mm -hmm. Like, for your mom, for... My, I know. She's on her own. I've told her that a million times. Good for you. Put pull, your foot I'm down. I'm like, pull it together, Kathy. Yeah, that's enough, Kath. Totally. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, you're right, though. it's true, though. You know, they have still an element of family and... Uh, so it is. It's really sad, and I think that's such a, a realistic fear of dying alone and not not remembering your memories. That's so sad. Do you know? I think my biggest. I think. Yeah, I think that losing my memories would be a big one for me. But I think the biggest thing for me is people just forget that I existed. Like if there's no legacy, if I leave the planet and it's not better afterwards, and people aren't missing me or thinking about. It was nice to know him. If that doesn't happen, I think that's my biggest fear in the entire world. 
is that I all of a sudden disappear one day and the world goes on without me and nobody skips a beat. Yeah. Like, I want y'all to skip a beat, and I want you to skip another one, and then I want you to miss me a little bit more. You want more. us to skip so hard that we fall down, we scratch our knee on the sidewalk, yeah, we uh, have to get up. I, We're looking for a first aid kit. We've run out of Neosporin. Someone has to drive us to CVS, but they've run out of Neosporin, so we have to go to the hospital. Yes. And then we pick that scab off and do it all over again. Yes. That's what I want. I I've would, got you. I was the kid that when I would miss school, I would sit at home and I would think, I wonder if they're thinking about me. What is me. wrong with you? I wonder if you know you did this too. You're like, I bet they're not having school today. I bet they're just sitting around <laughs> thinking about to ask it. The teacher's probably asking them to share their favorite memories of me. That's probably what they're doing as I'm home with my cold I for one day. I swear to God, you're a nut job. And I absolutely did the same. <laughs> B morning B. B. Channel Q. So it turns out we're all losers. Oh my God, everybody. A bunch of losers. Everybody except for one person who purchased a winning ticket worth $1.337 billion in Illinois. Yeah. The rest of us were all losers. This is so crazy to me. Mega Millions is getting out of control, people. Okay, so this is not unlike my girlfriend. She loves the lottery. She loves scratch-offs. She, I don't know if it's because we're from Vegas. Mm. She loves them. So she went and got four tickets, one for me, her mom, her sister, and her. And she was like, Michaela, I've got this. This is going to be it. What do you want when we win? And I play along because I want to make her feel good. So I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to win. I I know we're not going to win. But I'm like, yes. But she wasn't the only one. Every friend of mine, I went to get my nails done the next day, and my nail technician showed me her lotto ticket and was like, I lost. I bought one ticket. Yeah, I bought one ticket probably two or three years ago before the pandemic when the other record was broken, like 2019 maybe or something around there. And I actually thought legitimately in my brain, I'm like, I was I was bummed that I lost. I was like, I bought, I, I spent $2. I, I bought one single ticket, and I was sure yeah. I was the one. Out yeah. of 45 states, and I was like dumbfounded. I don't. That's I don't, how Lisa felt. I don't gamble. I was like, this, this is a, this is a crock, and this is why I don't gamble. Like, why would I do this? This is stupid. What a waste of money. Yeah. I, I, ex- I fully expected to win. I think everybody I, expected to win, but the pot was so big. What is it? One point two four billion. One point three three seven. That's Jesus. how much they won. It was actually higher because the the sales were going through the roof up to the last minute. Well, how much money do they make off this is like my question. Well, it depends. If you take it out in annuities or if you take it out all at once, a lump sum. If it's about a lump sum, you take about half of it and then you pay off a whole bunch, another $100 million in taxes. But you're still taking home probably five, $600 million after it's all said Nuts. and done. That's bonkers. Nuts money. It's and so it's crazy. It's just one ticket. <clears throat> Sometimes there's a couple of tickets and they have to split the the, the winnings. One person. Wow. One. What would you do with $1.3 billion? I mean, that's just so much money. Like a million dollars. Like, woohoo, 20 million. A like, million oh my dollars God. is life changing. One million. Yeah. Multiply that by. And somebody in Illinois, like, what were they thinking when they scratched and saw that they okay. won? Not wow, scratch. What not is a, it? Pick the numbers. Scratch. There's the scratching involved. Just scratching. But could you imagine that person in Illinois, like, Have not you, thinking? Okay, so similar to how I, uh, when I would miss school as a child, I would think, like I mentioned, like, what are they thinking when I'm not here? Are exactly. they all missing me right now? Like, yes. what's going on? Yes. I oftentimes have also contemplated what I would do in the moment that I realized I won a billion dollars. I told you, I always think I want to win $874 million. I don't I know, know why. It. That number's been in my head since I can remember. It's there. And I've always believed that someday I don't, I'm don't. i going to win that money. 
even though I don't buy lottery tickets. So I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And I've imagined what I would do in that moment and like how stressed I might be. I First and foremost, I'm putting it in a Ziploc bag right away because nothing can get and putting through it a Ziploc. in your freezer. Yeah, nothing can get through a Ziploc bag, right? And then I'm hiding it in my in a lockbox in my freezer until I can get to a, a lockbox at my bank. Yes. And I'm making multiple copies. In the meantime, because I don't want to lose any more money, I'm already a big enough loser. Well, listen, whoever won that money in Illinois, which we'll never know, and I hope we don't. We, I hope the we might probably we'll probably know. I hope it's so much money. You don't want anybody to know who Legally, you are. Legally, some states. I'll look into it. Some states they have to tell you. I'm not sure about Illinois. All right. Well, I want to know. All right. Coming up, Khalees is slamming Beyonce, saying what she did was stupid and disrespectful. Find out what it was and what's popping. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. I just got to say this. My weekend consisted of many hours of Renaissance Part 1. Okay. Beyonce. <clears throat> so tread lightly. The story, the story's juicy, though. Um, somebody's very, very upset with Beyonce right now. What do you got? Yeah. All right. So Khalees, you may remember her. She's saying, my milkshake. Uh-huh. Brings all the boys to the yard. Still very much quoted on Instagram for captions. Mm-hmm. So we love it. It's a bop. But she took to Instagram and said... Uh, that Beyonce, that's who she's very upset with, she sampled Milkshake and did not properly contact her uh, to ask for permission. Take a listen to Khalees' argument and then we'll talk about it. Number one, it's not even like, I'm a human being so I get pissed off and I get ticked off, right? I'm an artist so I am, as Erica said, I'm sensitive about The reality is, okay, is that my real beef is not only with Beyonce because at the end of the day, she sampled a record. She's copied me before. She's done it before. So have many other artists. It's fine. I don't care about that. The issue is, is that not only do are we female artists, okay, black female artists in an industry that we, there's not that many of us, right? We've met each other. We know each other. We have mutual friends. It's not hard. She can contact, right? Ash Nico, who's what, 20? She's a young white girl. She reached out when she freaking, like, it's just common decency, right? It's, I know what I own and what I don't own. I also know the lies that were told. I also know the things that were stolen. Publishing was stolen. People were swindled out of rights. It happens all the time, especially back then. 
So it's not about me being mad about Beyonce. Everyone's like, a sheer old sheep. And I'm talking to the people who are obsessed and blind, just like, oh, oh, oh. like it's so dumb. It's oh, so ignorant. Yeah, Khalees is upset. And I think, you know, for good reason. She talks about her first two albums making no money at all. None. She was signed with Pharrell Williams under the same management. And Neptunes, yep. And I think a lot of this could be, and very fairly, that she's not been treated properly in this business, mm-hmm. particularly as a black woman coming from 20 years she's been ago. She's speaking on that for 20 or yeah. 10 years, though, and probably. She's 100% right. Yeah. You know, I just watched the Shania Twain documentary, and she talks about the same thing. She was so disrespected uh, in her come up, and especially in country music, and said, as a white woman, she wasn't treated well from Canada, let alone Khalees, a black woman in hip hop and pop. So I completely understand what she's saying. Should Beyonce have reached out to her? I don't know. Because when you listen to Milkshake and you listen to Energy, and we can take a listen, well, yeah, play it back let's, to back. Let's do that. Let's let's start with, which one do you want to start with? Let's start with Milkshake. Okay. Milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than yours, damn right. It's better than yours, okay, I so can I, teach you. I think what we're listening to is there's a bass line, that beat right yeah, there, right? Yeah, we hear the bass that, line. That's what's being compared to this, which is from Energy, which is on Beyonce's Renaissance Part 1. Yeah, I hear it now that we do back-to-back milkshake and energy. I hear it, but it doesn't sound like a sample. It sounds... Actually, yes. It's not a a direct sample technically. But also, I feel like I've heard Steve Aoki and Diplo use the same beat. Well, Pharrell's been made, made an entire career off of that beat. I mean, also, though, Pharrell Williams was in hot water with Robin Thicke a couple uh-huh. years ago and had to pay up uh-huh. for taking another sample that literally sounded the exact same yeah. um, lines, and, blurred and lines. The thing is, though, they, they did actually credit Khalees and her writing team. Because Khalees, first and foremost, to be fair, like it was a predatory contract back in the day, but Khalees does not have any ownership over that song at all. She also right. didn't write the song. Which so, also makes it sticky. It was written and produced for her. Um, but I understand why she's upset. I yeah. get it. I don't know that her, I don't think she's really that upset with Beyonce. I think that's just the most, like, the easiest place to, like, put the frustration. I think this is decades of being a black female artist in an industry that is not, like, just being disrespected and having not any money. Yeah. Uh, well, I think Beyonce will make it right. I, I'm sure that there'll be a collab or something she'll in the future. She'll bring her on stage somewhere. Absolutely. They'll do like a, a milkshake She thing. did it with Destiny's Child. She'll do it with Khalees. I hope so. All right, coming up in Red, White, and Q, what's in the Charles Schumer Joe Manchin Inflation Reduction Act? We are going to be uh, joined by a reporter to talk about the details in depth in the next hour. Be Morning B. Channel Q. Well, fine, Gaga. You don't want my stupid love. I'm going to give it to Beyonce for the next few weeks. Yeah, there, babe. Until Vivian, the album comes out by Michaela Gordon. Yeah, honey. Well, the single's coming out this week, this Friday. Whoa. Hands off, baby. Hands off? That's the first single? Yeah. Oh, how do you feel? Oh, I'm breaking out in hives, honey. Yeah, you actually, actually is breaking out in hives. I am terrified. I'm excited. I feel very excited. You know, I think this year was about, for me, I was looking back at my life and I just realized that there were a lot of times where I didn't live up to my potential. Like, things actually never left me. Mm-hmm. I walked away from a lot of opportunities, which I didn't realize was always um, something that I did, which was, like, ways of self-sabotage. And so this is the first time that I'm just going, like, head on, no matter what, sticking to it, going fully 
through the course. Uh, we just had Planned Parenthood sign on to the video wow. and the single. That's huge. It's a big deal. Um, and this is more more the time where I would probably run and quit. Yeah. So I I'm really I'm nervous and I'm really excited. You should focus on the excitement. Yeah. Like you've done all the work and and it, your time has come. It's I'm super happy for you and proud of you. You came up yesterday when I was at the gym at Equinox in uh, West Hollywood. It, well, actually, Carrie Underwood came up, and then um, AJ. I, I did say <laughs> you realize that um. Her roommate on American Idol is my best friend and co-host. And this little gay says, oh, I know. Michaela. I go, yeah. Michaela has an album called Vivian coming out. Are you going to get a copy? And they said, yeah. Thank you, honey. Oh, my God. You're doing the Lord's work. I can't guarantee I'm buying a copy because I got yelled (laughs) at this weekend when I tried to buy Beyonce's album. And my my husband told me nobody buys albums anymore, AJ. Babe, yes, you do. They stream them on Spotify and they get paid that way. And I was like, wait, I can't just buy this from her because I feel like I want to support her. I'm buying yours. You can buy mine. Yeah. But people buy albums? I don't know. I guess they don't. Well, somebody asked me if I was putting out hard, like, hard albums. And I was like, do people still have CD players? Yeah, I don't even know where I'd play that. Do people still have CD players? No. No. I think they're like, who was it? I was watching something the other day, a TV show or something, they referenced um, Walkmans. And I was like, they're in, and they were like, oh my God, do you even know what a Walkman is? And the kid's like, yeah, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. And I was like, oh, wow. You shut your wow. mouth. This is ridiculous. Listen, I used to listen to my Walkman, but it was when it was the CD. Remember the headphones, the Discman. Mm-hmm. And I listened to Green Day. Oh, yeah. And I loved it. I thought it was so cool. Mm-hmm. The kids have it so easy now. I used to go snowboarding to Green Day, and I would slide my whole CD player into my jacket and go snowboarding, <laughs> and, and then it would skip the whole way down the hill. Of course. Terrible idea. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what is a good idea, though, is making some, some money moves to prepare for a recession. Is it here? Are we near one? Uh, we've got Money Mondays coming up here in about 12 minutes. We're going to try to save you a little bit of a little cash if we can. Uh, right now, though, it's time for news on the beat and Michaela Gordon. Okay, babe. Well, a school district in southeastern Wisconsin is telling teachers that they're no longer allowed to put their pronouns in their email signatures, display pride flags in their classrooms, or even wear clothes with rainbows because they make people feel uncomfortable. We're in a world where politics are highlighted, Kettle Moraine School District Superintendent Stephen Plum said. It just puts people in uncomfortable positions. The Kettle Kettle Moraine School Board voted on the policy last week with proponents saying that political and religious messaging don't belong in schools. The expectation is that teachers and administration will not have political flags or religious messaging in their classroom or on their person. This expectation includes pride flags, Plum said. He also said that Black Lives Matter and Make America Great Again signs are included in the ban. All right, another news. The historic vote happened on Friday. As a direct reaction to the tragic mass shootings across the country, from Uvalde, Texas to Highland Park, the legislation titled the Assault Weapons Ban of 2022 cleared in a 217 to 213 vote. The U.S. has banned high-powered firearms once before in 1994, although the ruling expired 10 years later in 2004. Speaker Nancy Pelosi pushed the vote in the House, arguing that the earlier ban had saved lives. If passed by the Senate, it will criminalize the known sale, manufacture, transfer, possession, or importation of many types of semi-automatic weapons and large-capacity magazines. Yeah, it shouldn't have have expired in 2004. At At all. 
All right, one more story. Oklahoma public schools have started requiring students from kindergarten to college to complete biological sex affidavits if they want to compete in school sports in accordance with the state law that took effect earlier this year. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signed a bill in March that bans transgender student athletes in public elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, and colleges from competing on the sports teams of their gender identity as opposed to their sex assigned at birth. The document, which is part of Woodall Public Schools 2022-2023 Athletic Policy, requires a parent or guardian to attest to their child's sex assigned at birth and requires that it be notarized. Well, that's trash. Trash. Fortunately, we don't play in Oklahoma, so don't have to worry about those listeners. Yeah. Have you been to Oklahoma before? No. I have family there. It's rough. It's, it's, it's a very, 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 very conservative state. Kind of backwards. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see that, of course. My family's lovely, but oh, everybody else... we love else, your family, though, from Oklahoma. Trash. Trash. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. It's going to be a high of 84 in Boston, 101 in Dallas, 104 in La Quinta, 85 in Cleveland, 86 in Atlanta, 89 in Miami, 93 in Houston, 102 in Palm Springs, 85 in LA, and 80 in New York. Give us a vibe of the day. I'm going to go ahead and give this vibe to one of our listeners uh, who just shared a nice message with our program director this morning about you and I, Michaela, because I know one thing about you is that you love hearing how much people love you. So here goes. Go on. Uh, It says, hello from Long Island. Your lively beats get me up and going in the AM. Shout out to Michaela and AJ. Not sure why she listed your name first. Don't know Uh, why. Be well and stay terrific. Carolyn, age 76, sis. Oh, Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn honey. from Long Island. Thank you so Aww. much for listening. We appreciate you. Yeah. And we're glad we uh, get you going every morning. Love you, girl. Uh, this might get you going, Carolyn. Uh, there's an opportunity for you and a friend to fly out to Orlando to see Ben Platt at his biggest North American tour to date. You can enter to win at wearechannelq.com. Uh, and here's what you could win. A uh, round-trip airfare for two, a two-night hotel stay, and a $200 gift card, and two VIP tickets to see Ben Platt in Orlando October 6th. Just head over to wearechannelq.com and enter for your chance to win. Good luck, Carolyn. If you're a Ben Platt fan, you're going to love it. I want her to win. If not, just tell all of your friends and family to uh, apply at wearechannelq.com. Absolutely. All right, coming up, it's Money Mondays. What to do to prepare for a recession Uh, 74% of consumers are concerned about this. We've got five steps you can take coming up in seven minutes. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. You know I love me some Broadway. And anytime I can work a little cabaret into our show, it's a good day. It's time for Money Mondays here on The Morning Beat. And with 70%... 4% of U.S. consumers concerned about a recession, according to a new survey from Empower and Personal Capital. Uh, And 85% of Americans are worried about inflation. 56% of Americans are already seeing their standard of living decline. Mm -hmm. These are big, big numbers. Yeah, they are. And this poll took place uh, just a couple of months ago. And so I can't imagine these numbers have gotten any better in that time. Well, that's literally why everybody went out and bought a lottery ticket. Everyone's hoping to win the lotto because everything's so expensive. Well, speaking of quality of life, this weekend I went and got some groceries. And I picked up some things that my partner loves to have every day. He likes to start every single morning with oatmeal, right? Oatmeal with with some raisins and strawberries, a little bit of honey. It's amazing. It's like our thing. And... I got a thing of Quaker Oats. It cost seven dollars mm-hmm. and ninety nine cents. I was like, for oats? Yeah. When on earth? He's like, it used to cost three or four dollars. 
but the recession or the recession, the the pandemic has changed everything. A carton of eggs now, I spend six or seven dollars for a dozen eggs all the time. Listen, it's so crazy. We can give all the tips that we want, but I feel the same way. And as much as I've complained about being on this master cleanse, I've saved so much money this week. I'm so impressed because it's expensive. Mm. Groceries are expensive. Gas is expensive. And with us still being very much in a pandemic, with us still now being affected with monkeypox, it's still difficult. You know, a lot of people, including myself, went through our emergency funds during the pandemic. Sure. So some of the advice is to bulk up your emergency fund. Yes. But how can you do that when everything when is so expensive? When everything's expensive, when it costs $150 to fill your gas tank. Yeah. I ordered Postmates this weekend because my partner is gone at the bachelorette party for a day. I ordered Postmates for one. It cost me $50. Yes. One person. Yeah. I had a nice little chicken shawarma plate and the delivery fees and everything else. Like, this is insane. I know. Why is it so expensive? But we're all sort of in the same boat. Very few people are recession-proof completely. And if you're one of those people that need to start making some smart uh, moves right now in case we are in a recession six months from now, uh, first tip, update your resume, right? The labor market has been hot for job seekers recently, and people are able to get a lot more money. A friend of mine uh, just told me or just put a post up this weekend for a general manager at a, at a restaurant in Palm Springs are paying like $150,000 for the general manager position. I was like, I'm in the wrong industry, people. I need to go be a GM of a restaurant. Yeah. And I reached out to a friend of ours, a mutual friend, and said, hey, if you're interested, he's like, I just updated my resume this week. I've got it done. I'm going to I'm gonna reach out. Good. So update your resume. Yeah, I think that's a really good plan. I think um, something else that really is helpful is reducing expenses. I know I've had to do it. Mm. I really went through everything that I've been spending. And <clears throat> it's funny because you don't realize how much money you spend until you sit down and look and how a Starbucks a day iced coffee really it's always, adds up. Iced coffee. Speaking of Starbucks, though, do you know that, that gay Starbucks in West Hollywood closed yesterday after 27 years? What gay Starbucks? Where? The one on the corner there. The big what gay one? Bucks, the big gay Starbucks in West Hollywood on Santa Monica Boulevard. It's been there forever on the corner. Mm, gone. No, it's been closed. No, it closed yesterday at 2 p.m. What do you mean? The one across the street from the Abbey? No, 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 no. Because that one, one closed, no, too. No, the big, gay, iconic one down the street by Whole Foods. <gasps> yeah. No They shut down yesterday. Yeah, the city of West Hollywood did a whole thing, by the way. Um, but oh, my yeah, God. Call, Was there reasons for it? Call, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. A lot of crime. A lot of homeless people. I, You no? know, I have to say this. I do want to keep... We'll talk, uh, we'll make a segment we'll for this because that's back. important to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but reducing your expenses has helped me mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, something that even our producer did that's really smart. She went to Ross, mm-hmm. got really like fancy coffee stuff, yeah. and has been making it every morning for herself. You save uh, it at home. Save it at make home. It, make it at home. Uh, bulk up your emergency fund. You know, most experts say you should have three to six months uh, of funds ready to go to pay your bills if you need to. I don't think that's realistic for a lot of people. Unfortunately, too many people live paycheck to paycheck or they're living off of credits. Uh, but speaking of credit, though, this is one that I'm a huge, huge fan of. Pay down your debt when you can. Yeah. Uh, I would rather I would rather use my credit card money than my own money sometimes. I like to keep a certain amount of cash in my account always uh, and then use my credit. If I carry a little bit of a balance for a while, it's fine. Pay it down as soon as you can, though. Also, pay off your highest uh, rate like cards first. Because you're going to save more money that way. Uh, and like you said, just stay invested. Like, pay attention. 
pay attention to your money. Pay attention to where it's going, what you're spending, how much you're spending on iced coffees per month. And just be smart. I mean, I'll say this. <clears throat> I'm really grateful. I got a car a couple of years ago, and the plan was to always get a newer car, but this was the first car I ever purchased to help me make credit, and now the car's almost paid off, and we were talking the other day saying, okay, is it time now to get a new fancy car, like a, like a fancy car, because this is kind of just a regular car. And we said, no, just pay off the car. No. Keep what you have. You don't have to have fancy stuff. Fancy stuff isn't the thing. My husband and I have been sharing a car for three years now. Yeah. Because, like, why? Why do we need a second car? He you works don't. from home, and I work three blocks away. And a buddy of mine said years ago, he had a house and kids, and wife and kids now, and he said, AJ, why are you holding on to the Audi? Why? So you can drive it a couple times a month? Like, what's it for? Who are you trying to, What are you trying to prove to somebody? Yeah, don't let, fall into the fancy trap. Let go of that stuff and just be good with your money. Absolutely. All right, coming up, did you get the Sunday scaries, which your work personality traits mean? We're talking about it next. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. I remember back in the day, we used to work with somebody who used to try to break our soul. And every Sunday night, we'd get the Sunday scaries because we didn't want to come to work on Monday. And things changed. Things are different now. Yes. You, me, and our sweetheart of a producer, We Vanessa, love it here. We love it here. Make us love our jobs. We love it. Love every minute, almost, mm-hmm. Vanessa. Almost every minute we love, okay? Um, <laughs> but we're not alone in the Sunday scaries. If you're one of those types uh, that gets you know a knot in your stomach every single Sunday before you have to head back to work, you're not alone. Also, if you're a people pleaser or perfectionist, you definitely need to pay attention to mm. this. Here are some signs, uh, work traits, work personality traits that are actually forms of anxiety that you might not have realized. Ready for this first one? We're both going to relate to it. Perfectionism. Being a perfectionist is a popular answer candidates give when asked about their biggest weakness in a job interview because having high expectations of yourself and others is generally seen as an acceptable trait, but actually uh, it's a form of anxiety. Yeah. And a lot of people don't don't make the connection. It's about having control over everything and and what gets done and what you have what you have your hands on and if you don't control every single aspect of it, you're afraid that it's going to go wrong. Totally. Perfectionism. Yeah. Let go of it. Another one is people pleasing. Oh gosh. And it can be as simple as you want to be the dream employee. You want to make sure you're doing well to ensure that you get to keep your position. Uh, we live in a world where everyone seems very replaceable. So you want to do your best, but it can cause so much anxiety and have you pleasing people and putting your own boundaries to the side, doing things you don't want to do, working extra or overtime with little pay, things that you're not taking care of yourself and that could give you a lot of anxiety. I relate to that so much. I called you a people pleaser one time and you yelled at me. I know, that was... And then I think our boss walked in and you said something very sweet to him. And then I said, you're a people pleaser. You're like, no, I'm not. Well, I love him. (laughs) I know, I know. I'm I'm the same way. Yeah. Like you don't want to let people down. No. You feel like you're a failure. But I will say, thanks to a lot of therapy and plant medicine, I have really dug myself out of that hole. Working on it. Working on it. Mm. You came up yesterday, this weekend, actually. We talked about you again. Somebody else talked about you, you in your therapy. Talking about me like your crazy? therapy and your treatments you've been doing. Yeah. Uh huh. Make out with me. A lot of people are obsessed with you. Thank you. Uh, Procrastination. Putting off conversations, putting off things that oh, you need to deal with. Oh, this is a with. tough one. Um, I, I think that avoiding difficult conversations is pretty something that most people can relate to and as being something that drives anxiety through the roof. Um, also, just dealing with tasks or finances that yeah. you want you don't want to pay attention to. Knowing is way better. Yeah, I think also some really good advice that I got. I used to procrastinate on having um, conversations, big conversations, ones where I was standing up for myself or anything of the sort. 
because I think that we're taught that whenever you talk with somebody, it's a confrontation, and confrontation is bad.、Mm-hmm. But really, it's not. And if both parties come in, you can have a really great conversation. And even if it gets a tiny bit confrontational or big confrontational, that's not a bad thing.、Yeah. That's literally just working through a problem to better the relationship and the issue. So there's no passive aggressiveness. There's no one feeling disrespected. Well, the couple of times our show's gotten <clears throat>、um, better. Actually, in the long run, is after you and I have had big arguments. Yeah, we've had like a couple of them over the last three years on the show. You work together with somebody so closely through a pandemic, and it's bound to happen. But we've had two like really big arguments over the years, and it just felt like we're never going to get through. And then we talk, and then we're like, okay, we're fine. And it bettered us、uh, so much, thousand percent. Do you have another one for me? That was your own. Yeah, that was it. No,、uh, micromanaging. Yeah, don't micromanage. Nobody、oh, likes them. I hate it. Nobody likes to be micromanaged either. No, and, nobody. And this last one is interesting because I think this is something that I know you'll relate to: busyness for the sake of busyness. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just being busy so that you have like appointments and things on your calendar, and to a degree, it makes sense. It makes you feel like you're accomplishing things, but also it could be an underlining sign of anxiety that you actually have. And it totally is. Yeah, it is. It really is. So try to keep that in check. And if you're not happy at the workplace, you don't have to leave. Just make changes and talk to the people that you need to talk with. All right, coming up. Here's what's happening with Shakira facing eight years in prison. Oh yeah, this is wild. But is she guilty? We'll discuss. The morning B Channel Q. Well, it's about damn time that、uh, Shakira pay her taxes. Apparently. She's in some hot water right now. What's going on? This is crazy. Shakira's having a rough couple of months. First, her man publicly cheats on her, so she leaves him. However, not that rough because every eligible bachelor was like Shakira. Everybody started following her. I thought about leaving my husband for her. Yeah, I. I had a stern conversation with Lisa because <laughs> those hips don't lie, honey. But now she's in some random hot water. Apparently, she's facing eight years in prison for tax evasion, and there's fines over more than twenty three point five. Million dollars,、uh, according to Reuters, the prosecutor is arguing that Shakira spent more than half of her time in Spain over two years, and that the house she bought in Barcelona in 2012 became the family home for Shakira, Gerard, and their son, who was born in 2013. Meanwhile, Shakira's team says that the singer doesn't have any debts with the Spanish tax office, and even paid the 17.2 million euros that she owed. This takes us to this week when Shakira rejected a settlement offer from the prosecutor. Prosecutor's office Wednesday. This means that the case will go to trial, leading to documents showing the prosecutor's intent for a fine and prison sentence if Shakira is found guilty. I think that says a lot, though. She did not take the、uh, the plea offer. She was like, "No, we're taking it to trial. I didn't、Sorry. do anything." Yeah, I think she. I think she's going to be fine. I think that she. She literally said, "I had a seventeen million dollar bill and I just." Paid it. Yeah. Like I'm paying my stuff. Yeah. Don't be shady, guys. I feel like they're being a little bit shady, trying to get her, trying to trick her. I think so too. And catch her and say, "Hey, you've been living here more than you actually say you were, and you're not up to date." And she would have just settled it if she didn't believe this. That's、shit. how I feel too. She would have not wanted the the heat. She、yep. wouldn't want to go through the drama. It's scary to, to hear to see your name in headlines and to be going, especially as a single woman now, and to see like eight years prison. Like those are all just like. Made up things. That's just what they're trying to say could happen to her. Absolutely, they've got to prove it now. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, coming up are workers with tattoos more trustworthy, or are they still very taboo? We have an associate professor of management joining us in the next hour. Good morning, B Channel Q. 
Welcome back to the show. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you. I'm over here currently looking up, Googling lesbian haircuts. Uh, do you want to know why? <laughs> because your partner texted you at 6.05 this morning and says she thinks she wants to wear her hair pushed forward no. for, for your music video. Is that what it's for? No, she just wants a new hairstyle. <clears throat> so she would like to start wearing it forward. She sent me a video. So it's going to be like... I don't know, like sh- like shorter. Well, I just came across. Forward. I just came across the top lesbian haircuts of 2022. This. There's a whole thing. Okay, that's kind of a vibe. I'm currently looking at Kristen Stewart, a photo no. of her. It's a little bit different. Okay, so the, it, it's in the vibe of like this sort of a thing, like kind of like this, but messier. I literally Describe hate that hairstyle. Okay, so it's like short. you get your hair cut like spiky, yeah. and then you push it all forward. I've done that. It's before. like messy. I've, I've done exactly this look. Okay, it's like a tousled look. I mean, Lisa can wear anything. I just don't think that that's for her. What do you want her to look like? Like her. What does that mean? I like her hair. You know how many different hairstyles you've had in the time I've known you? Do you know how many different hairstyles, colors, and lengths you've had just in the time that I've worked with you here? Yeah, honey, but I'm a singer. I'm allowed to change my looks a million times. She's Look a, at Gaga and Beyonce. She's an internationally renowned <laughs> DJ. <laughs> I okay. mean, she was just fine before you came along, sweetheart. <laughs> she was driving her little Audi, living in her loft okay. penthouse apartment in that Las Vegas. Part, I know, living her truth without me. When your broke butt came around. That's so true. you just let her do whatever she wants to do to her All hair. Right, we'll see. But I feel like people get attached to their hair. And I feel like other people yeah. get attached yes. to their partner's hair. I have been on a hair journey recently where I've wanted to go platinum for a while. Yeah. I, there's something about like platinum hair and then the dark roots start to grow and that's hot on a guy I think and then also like a dark beard yes. but I have like salt and pepper hair so it's like a salt and pepper beard and I've wanted to go platinum for a while and I've been saying like oh, you know I'm not getting a lot of TV gigs right now it's totally a perfect time to go do this for a bit because I love my salt and pepper by the way but I'm just ready to change I've had the same haircut for years now and I want to change it up and so I found uh, a friend of mine who went platinum I loved his haircut I'm like I'm going to copy this exact he's a hairstylist mm-hmm. so I showed it to my hairstylist we were supposed to do it last week he got COVID, my hairstylist. Oh, God. So I had to wait until this week. Well, since then, we've gotten all sorts of meetings. Uh, major network wants to meet with me. Like, all these things are happening now in my TV career. And right. I'm like, Is the time now. So we're actually going to have that conversation. Uh, I think it's really fascinating. Uh, tattoos and hair hair color, are they still taboo in the workplace? Uh, we're having exactly this conversation coming up in about 11 minutes. Uh, a friend of ours, she just went viral again on TikTok. For re- creating like a little jingle about the color of your hair and how it shouldn't matter. Oh, she's so great. Heb, she's fantastic. Uh, we've actually got that audio for you coming up in that story in just a little bit too. So if you're like me, if you're wondering, is it okay to dye my hair? Can I still, you know, dye my hair and be professional at work? Uh, stick around for this conversation. Love it. Right now, though, it's time for News on the Beat. Michaela, it's your time to shine. All right, babe. Jake Oaks is running for county clerk in Utah County, and he's promising to deny same-sex couples marriage license if he gets elected. The area is Utah's second most populous county, encompassing Provo. It is south of Salt Lake City. Oaks, who is running with the Independent American Party against Republican Aaron Davidson in November, uh, says that his understanding of constitutional law would prohibit him from respecting rights for same-sex couples. Utah County said that it issues about 50 marriage licenses a month to same-sex couples. Many of them don't live in that county, but still enjoy using its online system. All right, another news, Oklahoma public schools have started requiring students from kindergarten to college to complete biological sex affidavits if they want to compete in school sports in accordance with a state law that took effect 
Earlier this year, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signed a bill in March that bans transgender student athletes in public elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, and colleges from competing on the sports teams of their gender identity as opposed to their sex assigned at birth. The document, which is part of Woodall Public Schools 2022-2023 athletic policy, requires a parent or guardian to attest to their child's sex assigned at birth and requires that it be notarized. Oh my God, just so ridiculous. Worry about bigger things. Yes. There's so many bigger things. Inflation, jobs, health care. Uh, All of it. Uh, uh, providing health care for our veterans. Like Providing so- health care for these ki- children that you want to micromanage with mm-hmm. their sexuality. All right, let's get into other 81 in New York, 85 in LA, a high of 97 in Vegas, 102 in Palm Springs, 89 in Miami, 85 in Atlanta, 84 in Cleveland, 103 in Cathedral City, 101 in Dallas. Now give us a vibe of the day. One of the happiest moments in life is when you find the courage to let go of what you cannot change. Oh, yeah. You can change your luck, though, by heading over to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win. You might not have won the $1.3 billion, but we have something almost just as good for you. Tickets to see yeah, Ben do. Platt. Hey now. Channel Q wants to fly you and a friend to Orlando to see Ben Platt at his biggest North American tour to date. Enter to win at wearechannelq.com. Here's what you're going to win if you are lucky enough to get these tickets. Round trip airfare for two, a two-night hotel stay, $200 gift card, and VIP tickets to see Ben Platt in Orlando October 6th. You and a friend. Again, just head over to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win. Absolutely. All right, coming up, are tattoos and hot pink hair still taboo in the workplace, or does it make that worker more trustworthy? We discuss in seven minutes. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Channel Q. Remember at the height of the pandemic when the song uh, went viral on TikTok, the jingle that somebody created, the pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. Yes, Remember everybody was watching that. Well, that's the creator of that is Heb. She's wildly fantastic. We've had her on our podcast, Confess Your Mess. She's wonderful, incredible human being. Uh, But she has a new jingle that just went viral this weekend. We're going to take a listen to and then I want to tell you why. Having colored hair doesn't make you unprofessional. Having colored hair doesn't make you unprofessional. Oh my God. I can kick your ass if my hair is green. I can read contracts if my hair is pink. I can serve you food if my hair is blue. Cause having colored hair doesn't make you unprofessional. Having colored hair doesn't make you unprofessional. I'm obsessed. Love, 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 love. I and what I love even more is that that on that topic, colored hair, tattoos, all of these things, uh, we actually have an expert joining us right now to talk about exactly that. Her name is Dr. Enrica Ruggs, Associate Professor of Management at the University of Houston. Uh, Dr. Ruggs, thank you so much for joining us. You just talked about this, though, tattoos and, and pink hair in the workplace. Uh, is, that, is that something that we're still concerned about? 
Thank you so much for having me. And I love that jingle. I hadn't heard it yet, so that's great. Yes. So good. You ha- he- Heb is her name, H-E-B. She's wildly, wildly talented. Go follow her. I will. That's awesome. And so the question is, are tattoos something that we should still be concerned with in the workplace? And unfortunately, yes. Um, I think that employers still sometimes have a bias towards employees and job applicants who have tattoos. So we do see that in some research. But in my own research, we looked at, do customers actually care whether employees have visible tattoos? And what we see is not really, right? And so I do think that some of the stigma is changing. Which is so nice because I will say I've had tattoos probably for 16 years visibly on my arm I always had different colored hair as I was growing up I just loved it and I could easily do any job that anybody could do I just was really creative and it always used to fluster me and make me feel kind of bad about myself as if like I wasn't good enough or I couldn't do something that somebody else could do so as we're kind of turning into a society where that's more acceptable do you think it's going to give more people a chance for employment Yeah, you know, I hope so. I I hope that employers will start to see that, as you said, it's really about people's skills, their abilities. Can they do the job? And if they can, it shouldn't matter what their appearance is like. And interestingly, you said having your tattoos made you feel more creative. What we found in our study is that customers have these stereotypes about employees with tattoos. And so they have some negative stereotypes about, oh, maybe this person engages in sort of risky behavior, but they also have these positive stereotypes around creativity and artistic values, right? And those positive stereotypes really drove these positive attitudes toward the employees and the organization. So in some ways, it could be a strategic advantage for some employers to hire employees with visible tattoos. I'm curious to know during your research and kind of looking into this exact topic, uh, what sort of changes have you seen from employees and employers since the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good question. And so one of the things that we've obviously seen with the pandemic is the rise of more people working from home um, out of necessity and at first and then also out of um, practicality. And so I, I think that in some ways this has changed the game in terms of employers maybe attending to some of these cues as much because it's really about these Um, customer-facing roles where I think that employers have more of a heightened bias toward visible Mm. tattoos. Well, yeah, they're afraid afraid that that it's it's presented a certain image to those who are there to buy their product or support their product in some way. But what your your research has found is that that's not actually the case. And I think it's really interesting. What I think is really interesting is like when I see people who have like colored hair or tattoos, I'm like, I want to know that person. They're interesting. Yeah. They have a story, right? Yeah. It's the same thing, like wh- whatever it is. And and, and as, as a woman of color, I'm sure you've also experienced this in the workplace, wearing your natural hair. Uh, as a black woman in particular, that's it's, it's a crown. It's something that should be very, you know, you You're should proud be able, of. Absolutely. Yet mm-hmm. corporations have had a hard time with that one too. Um, but you think that we're moving in the right direction. 
I hope so. I mean, I think that there are still stereotypes are really difficult to break. And I think that, you know, there are these stereotypes of what's professional, what do we consider professional? Mm-hmm. And that often stems from these more Eurocentric types of values and the very sort of buttoned up um, traditional suit and tie types of things. But I do think that people are pushing back and saying, you know, we can be professional and look different and and be unique and still be professional. And so I think that the more that we push back as um, employees and show that the talent is really there, right? The skills, the knowledge, we are the best people for the job. And to the extent that customers are saying, hey, we value Mm. this, like we value people being able to be themselves. Hopefully we'll see more, um, Tides changing with organizations and employers. So yeah. I'm getting the tattoo on my face later this Perfect. afternoon. Perfect. Can't wait. We're going <laughs> matching tattoos. Yeah, thank God I work in radio. <laughs> Dr. Enrica Ruggs, Associate Professor of Management at the University of Houston. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Y'all have a great day. You, you too. too. All right, coming up, what would you do if your partner had sex with your parents? I wait, know what? it's weird what? and kind of gross, but it happened, and we're going to talk about it. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. What would you do if you found out that Lisa had sex with your mom 10 years ago? Oh my God. Do you remember when you did this story? Like about a year or so ago, there was this couple. They're dating. One guy's gay. The other guy's bisexual. And the bisexual reveals after they go meet the gay guys, like parents for the first time. Oh, wow. I had a threesome with your mom and dad a decade ago. Right? Yes. Just sent the guy into a tailspin. Tailspin as it it's should. It's a lot to wrap your brain around. As it should. The gay guy is 24. The The older boyfriend, uh, I think, was like in his early 30s. So he had a little bit more experience. But like, what do you do? What if Lisa comes to you tomorrow and is like, I, I need to get something off my chest. I definitely uh, slept with Victoria in 2012. I'd break up with her. <laughs> would you really? I really would. Well, okay, I wouldn't that, be able to handle at it. At this point, at the, okay, at this point, you've been with her this long. Uh, it doesn't and matter. she's kept it for you, from you for that many years. But like day one, the first time you meet her, you're at the nightclub, she takes you home to her loft, you're hanging out, just sitting on her kitchen counter, just having a, like, having a, having a glass of champagne, and she says, oh yeah, by the way, I looked you up and I know your mom. I've, I've slept with her. What, I, what I wouldn't, do? no. How do you react? Absolutely not. It would never happen, babe. <laughs> like, I'm so in love with Lisa. And if she ever wanted to do anything, there's nothing I would say no to Lisa. But if that, no. Well, because your mom's like an option. Like, she's also, also a woman. But it doesn't even matter. My dad, like, I am such a mental visual person. I'd never be able to let it go. I wouldn't be able to be intimate with her and not think I... Uh, nope. What about people who are just going into relationships and dating mm. scenarios? Maybe you, you know you've 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 sown your wild oats and you're ready to like settle down and be in maybe a relationship, a monogamous one or otherwise, right? Uh, but regardless of what the relationship is, there have to be parameters and you have to be honest. You have to have conversation or it's not going to work, right? Right. Re- regardless of whatever it is you plan on doing, open or otherwise. And you find out that your partner has a bit of a checkered past sexually, something that you're a little bit uncomfortable with. Is it a deal breaker? Like, do you talk through it? Do you say that's in their past? I can't hold them to that. Uh, do you hold yourself to the same standard, knowing that maybe you've done a couple of uh, things yeah. over the years? I think I'm pretty open-minded to everything uh, and to whatever. Look, whatever happened before me was before me. Like, I'm not going to judge that, and I don't care. But there are certain boundaries that, like, just can't be crossed. Is there a number for you? Like, if you found out that no. somebody— no. 
No. Well, I was dating a guy years ago. It's the only ex that I have that it's like I really just do not like at all. Like it was it was a terrible our first date lasted four nights, never left his place. I called my mom and said I'm gonna I found the man I'm gonna marry. Four months later it blew up. It's yeah. terrible, right? Yeah. And to this day I'm still just not a fan of his. But he would say like manipulative things to me, and one of them was towards the beginning, he kind of laughed at the fact that I didn't have as many sexual partners. And I had like, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 or something. This was, you know, 10 years ago. And he says to me, I've easily had sex with over 300 people. And I was like, wait, what? And I thought he was kidding. He's like, yeah, over 300. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Like you've like hooked up with or you've had sex with? Wow. He's like, oh, I've had sex with over 300 people easily. And I was like, oh, okay. And I kind of had to sit with that for a minute. His best friend told me it was a complete lie. And he tries to look like he's a cool guy, and it's not even true. And oh that's my God. actually that's the thing that bothered you me more. Of course, three hundred guys is fun. I just need Safely, the truth. There's really, right. there's nothing that I will judge as long as it's the truth. So, Lisa, I think that she just made it clear that she will not judge you. I think you can make the phone call now. Duh. I'm gonna. That's enough. B morning B channel Q. All right, we've got another update for you in the Will Smith, Chris Rock, Oscar slap debacle. What's going on? What's popping? All right, so this is very interesting, and I I kind of love this approach. Chris Rock has not, like, completely said anything about Will Smith, but what he did do was post a heartfelt six-minute video talking about how everybody's trying to be a victim. He said, if everybody claims to be a victim, then nobody will hear the real victims. Even me getting smacked by Suge Smith. He told the crowd, referencing uh, Marion Suge Knight, the Death Row Records co-founder, who is currently serving a 28-year sentence for killing a man. He said, I went to work the next day. I've got kids. Anyone who says words hurt has never been punched in the face. And I think the point that he's making is an important one. I think that oftentimes... Because I've met people like this. When they've made a mistake, they somehow still make it about them as if they're the victims or they're suffering or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Well, it's kind of what Kevin Spacey did to sort of... It was uh, all the sexual assault allegations from like the 90s. He was right. like, well, I was struggling with my sexuality at the time. So I was in the closet and struggling. Like, come on. Right. It's not about you. Right. It's just not. And I think that... Um, I understand that Chris Rock is not ready to have a conversation with Will Smith. It, it was humiliating, and he has every right to not want to. Is uh, Has Will Smith had some time to think about it? Yes. Is there really any way to apologize without getting some grief for it? No. But um, I understand where Chris Rock is coming from. I think he's handled it in such a classy way. He hasn't called anybody out still. Yep. And uh, look, at the end of the day, he got punched in the face. I like that he calls him Shug Smith, though. That's really I know, funny. I know, I know, I know. I, I do think also if Chris Rock never, ever, ever wants to accept Will's apology, that's his right. I mean, he was physically assaulted. Do you know what I mean? Like, as a human, I can empathize with Will Smith. But that doesn't mean that I think that Chris Rock owes him anything, even accepting his apology. If he doesn't want to, great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, coming up in our final hour, there's a lot going on. Uh, We're talking, if you talk less, would you be liked more? This is a very interesting conversation, one that I have learned personally, (laughs) and we'll talk about it. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Is it going to be all right? Is everything going to be all right? Do you really feel like that's true? I don't really know anymore. I, I don't really know either. 
But what I do know is that we're going to be here till the bitter end. The bitter end! Sharing our thoughts on all sorts of things, whether yeah. you like it or not. That's just who we are, babe. How about this one? Uh, somebody's probably somebody somewhere is probably thinking to themselves, God, I wish they would just shut up. Somebody somewhere. Probably. It's probably somebody who's thought that about us. Wouldn't put it past them. At one point in time or another. And oftentimes we're, we're told, you know, if you talk less, people will like you a little bit more. Well, according to a new study that just came out, that's actually not true. This is interesting. So a lot of what I know about sort of human interaction, I learned as an adult uh, in the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. This is such a good book. It was written back in the 60s by Dale Carnegie. It's kind of kind of genius. That book is actually the reason I got this job. And I don't know if you know that. I don't know if anyone I knows that. I didn't know that. That's the reason I got this job. You just in lied your way through chapter- your interview. I absolutely did. Totally. I, in- I was an influencer. Well, so at one point in the book, uh, he says, remember that the people you are talking to are 100 times more interested in themselves than they are in you, sold over 30 million copies. Basically saying that when you're meeting people for the first time or you're interacting with others, you should make it about them and mm-hmm. just listen. Yeah. Right. And that's sort of something since the 1960s, since that book went wildly popular, that we've sort of just accepted. Well, a study in Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin Researchers found that people consistently thought that speaking less than half the time in a conversation would make them more liked, but that this was a mistaken belief. Actually, people who talked more in conversations were seen as more likable by others. People don't hate us, Michaela. They don't hate us. At least not for talking too much. No, many other reasons, but not that. This is, have, do you feel like this, though? Did you feel like, I, I, I bet you can relate to this, because I know that growing up in my family, I'm like the guy who talks. Like, I've always been that person. I got in trouble all through Catholic school. I was always pointed out for being like, oh, we're just, it's AJ's world. We're all just living in it. Yeah, that hurt your feelings, though. And I don't like when yeah, people say and, that. Yeah, and, and sometimes family would say, like, oh, AJ's lying. I'm like, I'm not lying. I'm embellishing the story a bit to make it more exciting <laughs> because the way you told it just put me to sleep. Right? It's what, it's what you do. I'm not lying. There's a big, there's well, a, I'm embellishing the story yes. because you're putting people You to know sleep. how we tell stories. Yes. It's what people love. Yes. And according to the study, we shouldn't stop it anytime soon. Never. Have you ever we'll felt never like, stop have, it. Have you ever felt like you need to be like, I just need to talk less because I annoy people? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Same. Literally all the time. But you know what I learned? So yesterday I had a performance and somebody gave me this advice a while back and they're like, you know, when you sing, Michaela, just sing. You don't have to like talk right before, talk during, talk after. So I literally just went on stage and started singing. <laughs> Didn't say a word. Not a hello. Nothing. A mute. It actually worked in my favor. <laughs> you talked a lot at my wedding before you sang. You just kept I saying. I talked so. I wanted to keep talking. You I gave had so seven much to speeches say. at my wedding. Yeah, but to be fair, you wanted me to. I, I did invite you to do four of them. Yeah, babe, so, you psycho. Those extra three were bonuses. Yeah. Bonus content for our, for our guests. Yeah, no, babe. I, yeah, I get that. And I hear you, though, because you do talk a little bit. Sometimes I think that I think you lean into your comedy and your, like, improv abilities to kind of, like, shield yourself a little bit from the fact that you're just going to go out there and sing. Right. Because there's something very, very powerful in, like, there's multiple different types. But Adele. Walks out onto a stage. She says a couple of quips sometimes, but then she just sings. Yes. So I think there's a fine balance, and I think that's okay. I think you're allowed to be funny and also talented. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you're able to – you can just be talented if you want to or just be funny. I would appreciate it if you would find that just be funny part of you from time to time. Okay. the show gets a little rough. Okay. Um, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Okay. So talk less unless it's funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then if it's not, pull back, pull back, pull back. Yes. Well, uh, that's the best way I can mansplain it. Thank you for that. You're welcome. 
Being a pet owner is quite a journey, and Cindy Iverson recently went on a journey as she let her two dogs outside to go to the bathroom, but only one dog returned. She went into the yard to investigate, found her dog, and discovered that a storm had blown open her back gate, allowing her 12-year-old tortoise, Elliot, to escape. We panicked, she said. We looked everywhere. They're Not very... her tortoise, Elliot. Yeah, it's their it's their dog or their 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 dog's friend, um, and they said we went on a search because this uh, uh, this tortoise, who by the way weighs 150 pounds, weighs more than you, Michaela. Oh my god! Um, is free and they're very nomadic, roaming around. So the entire community came together. They put an ad in the paper. They created flyers. Uh, they were on horseback, ATV, foot, and the entire community wow, came together. Wow, wow, And wouldn't you know it, a day after, someone found the tortoise. Well, it's, I well, feel like it's a little hard to miss Elliot, 150 pounds. Elliot got caught in the fence of a horse farm. She got caught in the fence. Oh. And couldn't move anymore. I hear that. So, she, Elliot is now home once again. Okay, again, she's 150 pounds. Why am I calling Elliot a she? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> Non-binary. Yep, perhaps, uh, but uh, very, very happy to see this. Love I, it. I love a good reunion, and this uh, this took place in Arizona. Love that. Recently, so Elliot is. You know what I love about tortoises? Here's my entire understanding of what a tortoise is: the movie Finding Nemo, where they have to get into the jet stream in the water, and it goes through the ocean, and it helps you like propels you, and you just have okay. to like chill. The tortoises that are all like little surfer dudes, and they oh, all yeah, sound and they're like, like they're super stoned. cool guys. Yeah, like, yeah, bro, ride the wave. So slow. That's my complete understanding of tortoises. And I think that that's a perfect example. Okay. The tracks, cool. Okay, this story is amazing, and I want to do it right now. We've all had dog beds for our dogs. I actually put my dog on his dog bed before I left today, and it looks cozy. But imagine making a human-sized dog bed. Yep, I'm ready. Two college kids from Vancouver, Noah and Yuki, have created the world's first human-sized dog bed, and they call it Pluffle. The Pluffle is a premium napping bed engineered to provide the optimal napping experience. It's created to maximize comfort and foster a sense of security, delivering relief for those who have ADHD, stress, and anxiety-related issues. A nap in the Pluffle will boost your mood and have you feeling refreshed. It's sort of similar to a weighted blanket, what the weighted blanket did, where it created like that coziness for you for people that had anxiety but i'm looking at this this is incredible and it's like mobile i could bring this puppy to work nap on it but during breaks get back up refreshed and renewed okay the bed costs 399 dollars and worth every penny because i'll tell you this i'll tell you this two things one i randomly climb into my dog's bed sometimes and cuddle him like i cuddle him in the fetal position the two of us fit inside of his dog he's a 40 pound dog it's not even a huge bed but i so i get the i get the appeal right my question though is then after i finish my lunch or dinner am i going to crawl under this bed and burrow my head down into it underneath and roll around for a while because that's what my dog does every time he eats I just don't want that to happen. Okay, well, we're going to spend the money. I want one of these pluffles. Fair enough. It looks so cozy. All right, well, happy Monday. Thank you, as always, for listening to our show. Thank you to our guests. Uh, We have great shows for you this week, but for now, stick around for three hours of curated music. And then let's go there with Shira and Ryan. End your day with Dr. Chris and Loveline. We'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 